0: Back in, Football Friday edition of the Broncos Blitz Podcast. I am Danny Williams along with Danny Bailey. You got the two Dannys here. We're presented by Maverick Sports, the Maverick Sports app, Total Beverage, uh, or TotalBev.com. Those are our partners in this podcast. We appreciate those guys. We love those guys. Uh, Broncos got Lamar Jackson and the Ravens here on Sunday. It's uh, Friday afternoon here. It's a football Friday. Trying to go through this game here, figure out. Um, what's going to happen to these Broncos, figure out if the wills are going to come off of these Broncos a little bit like they uh, did last week against Carolina. I think you're getting the wrong team at the wrong time if you're the Broncos. Um, it feels like the Ravens are kind of getting their act together like Harbaugh teams do at kind of the right time. And it feels like the Broncos essentially have not much left to kind of play for. And it gets a little dangerous at that point because you got guys playing for themselves. We're trying to get our own stats. We're trying to worry about our own contract, trying to get our, uh, our bread together. And um, that's a scary proposition when you're going against a team that is on a mission, you know, on a single mission. So we'll predict that game um, during this podcast as well. But... Um, how are you, Danny Bailey?
1: I'm all right. Looking forward to the weekend. Uh, kind of bummed that the Broncos are on at eleven yeah. because there's a lot of good games this weekend. So don't really want don't want to have to watch them. But I think we kind of two o'clock
0: Broncos football around here, so Absolutely. It, is, it does totally throw things off for for the weekend. But man, if they're going to get pulverized and put a beat down put on, let's just get it over with then. And, you yeah. Know, and yeah. um you know I don't we'll, we'll talk about kind of how you see this game playing it, it itself out but um yesterday with Alex we talked about just really the offense and what we thought it was going to be and how we ridiculously overvalued um the offense as a whole all across every position um running backs, receivers, tight ends, offensive line and just the realization of um how far this team kind of is away. And our guy, John Konisberg. Cronenberg, yeah. Tell him how to say it. Cronin. Cronin. Oh, John, maybe I'm wrong. John Cronenberg. He's, um, he does some stuff for us here. John, okay? He's, uh... kronenberg, yeah, Cronenberg. Yeah, yeah. So, uh... Oh, I'm Well, there's myself. a Ryan Konisberg. Yeah, John yeah. John It threw me off. It yeah. threw me off, too, a little bit. So, um, he has, um can I ask you guys a question? What exactly are you going to talk about on the Broncos Blitz podcast today? And I was like, the Broncos, obviously. And he was like, now like more specific. I was like, oh, well. I was like, um, well, because I think he realizes even when you come in here and just do a little bit of radio a couple days a week, man, it's hard to be positive when the games don't matter anymore, it's, you don't break down the games and the standings anymore. It becomes about
1: something different. So he well, luckily for John on the fan cave on Fridays, they do college football. So he <laughs> hasn't, he hasn't had to talk about the Broncos. Oh,
0: uh, That's pretty funny. Um, okay. So, you know, he kind of just got me thinking a little bit as like, well, okay, well, um, what is not only are we gonna kind of talk about for the Broncos, but the podcast for one, it's easy for us. We got plenty, plenty to talk about, plenty to discuss. I mean, not enough minutes in a podcast and all the podcasts we do, you know, every week to kind of get it in. But he made me think about well, you know, we talked about the offense, how overvalued and overrated it was, and how we thought, I don't or me, and I'm gonna need to speak for you, um, that Russell Wilson was gonna come and just elevate everything around him. And that hasn't happened. For one, I don't think Russ is that kind of quarterback, okay? But also, how many of those kind of quarterbacks are there where you know you can plug them in almost anywhere, and because of their greatness, they will ascend, and you will have success, and you will compete. I don't think that's Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers anymore. So
1: I'm taking them off of the list. We talked about this earlier this week, how they have kind of fallen to tier two.
0: Absolutely. But to tie it into kind of here at the end of the week, what we're, well, kind of what we're doing here, and we're talking about you know, where it all went wrong and the deficiencies and where, they're, where, where you know, what they're not, it feels like to me, and I kind of told John, well, they're not only a bottom five offense in the league in terms of pure talent. Bottom five. Um, they're the worst. Maybe they are. But going back to the quarterbacks, but other than Josh Allen and Mahomes and maybe Tua, I don't know if there's really any other quarterback in the league. Maybe Burrow a little bit, but we don't know that because Burrow's playing with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, that's uh, Boyd. The, that's
1: the same thing for Tua. Tua is Tua because he has Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle.
0: Well, it helps. And, again, has played himself into this stratosphere where, like, damn, Tua, you're balling out. Tua's a Tier 2 guy. Okay, maybe. And I'm not going to argue that against you because I think Herbert, we're trying to figure it out because I think Heckler makes it easy for, or Eckler, Heckler, um, Austin Eckler makes it easy for, yep. for Herbert. And then you have two pretty talented receivers in Keenan Allen, who hasn't played a lot, um, and Mike Williams. Uh, they're also missed in, some time. Yeah, and their tight end game is always, you know, um They always utilize the tight end, no matter kind of who it is since the Antonio Gates days. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying Herbert's in that category, but it's up for discussion, him and maybe Burrow, Tua. Okay, so I got Allen and Mahomes and maybe those three other young guys who might have a chance to ascend. You already took two out of that group to ascend to where it's like it doesn't matter who they are, where they're from, what team, what it is, they're going to go out there and they're going to find a way to deliver. We thought Russ was one of those guys. But in reality, it turned out that the offense for is just no damn good, but also the product that, you know, where he was, Golden Tate and, you know, Lockett and Metcalf and, you know, the offensive line, and probably more importantly, Pete Carroll, those are great football players and one of the greatest football minds. So I'm wondering, we talked about Russ the other day. It's his birthday. Like, what's he feeling like? Is this the saddest birthday he's ever had in his life? This is this the worst birthday ever? Um And it just got me to thinking, does Russ not regret leaving the Seahawks? Because there might have been taken out of his hands at some point, and maybe even through this process. It wasn't just like, okay, Russ saying, okay, let's do this. It might not have been that easy. But do you think Russ is appreciating now not just what he had, but how Pete Carroll was maybe in a lot of ways – not only getting the best out of him, but maybe protecting him in a lot of ways. Yeah. Do you think Russ is having a little bit of like, well, what Pete did for me, and he wasn't doing it to me, holding me back. He was kind of doing it for me and for the team and for the big picture of, you know, let's go win ball games. Do you think Russ has had a little bit of an awakening
1: and a realization of that? No. Really? Yeah, I think Why? He, because he's Russ? full of himself.
0: Hmm, interesting. I wasn't expecting that answer. Yeah. Okay. That's not a good sign for Russ Um, revitalizing his
1: career next season. Well, no. I mean, Todd Davis was on morning drive this week, and he said that he's heard the coaching staff is giving Russ recommendations, trying to help him fix it. And Russ is like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. There might be something, to that
0: the only way that changes is when Nathaniel Hackett's
1: taken out of power. If he's not listening to Nathaniel Hackett, why would he listen to the next guy? Because he'll have no choice. Because, like I said— But I that's don't know the if, thing. I don't think he—I think he thinks he's well, above Well, that comes to a
0: point, though, and we said— I don't know if this was you and I this week. If they run this back next year, new head coach or not, and it's the same rust through five games and they're yeah. one and four— yeah, They will bench Russ, and they will move on, and they will go with the guy who they draft in this fourth round of this next draft, Brett Rippon, get him a start if he's still on the squad. The leash is, you know, getting, you know, very, very short for Russ. So – it has to probably be taken out of this guy in Nathaniel Hack's hands who's maybe letting the inmates run the asylum a, l- a little bit, you know, a little bit too coach, you know, Joseph, uh, too much players coach and you got to find you a Kubiak because even the great Peyton Manning went under center with Gary Kubiak, had to do things that he hadn't done in years and years and stuff that he was not comfortable with. And he could have lashed out. He could have um, said no. Um, and when it didn't work and they were struggling, nine touchdowns against 17 picks, I believe that Gary Kubiak shut Peyton down. And I don't believe all of the Peyton was hurt kind of stuff. I think Peyton could have, you know, been healthier, but I don't think he was hurt. I think there was a masterfully orchestrated by Gary Kubiak to shut Peyton down. He knew his team was great, and you just needed someone to guide it. Brock Osweiler did that, and it got to a point where you realize Brock and this team could go compete in the playoffs, but it was Peyton who could only lead them to the promised land and to the, to the end. Yeah, And I guess my point would be that's the great Peyton Manning. Stubborn, maybe one of the greatest football minds of all time. More accomplished than anybody ever. um, And he had to listen to Gary Kubiak if he wanted to be a part of that team that season. Yeah. And he was, and it worked out. And it was, again, Super Bowl 50. If if, if I'm going to win any Super Bowl, I want it to be Super Bowl 50. We have to find a head coach who's going to come here and treat Russ as such and hope that Russ, the difference will be that Russ has actually a lot more football left than Peyton did at that time. And they were just salvaging what, you know, football le- pay- left that Peyton had in him, and they just need to make one more run at it. If somebody could even do more with Russ, hoping he has a lot more left than Peyton had at that time, I don't know who exactly that head coach is. Maybe it's a defensive-minded head coach um, who's going to. This is the style of play. And maybe it's a vet, Maybe it's Gary Kubiak himself. I don't know who that is. Maybe that's for a podcast ne- next week. Who is the coach who can come in here and – um not be Russ's friend, but Russ's, um, you know, um, Russ's leader. Uh, The guy who Russ is going to buy into and the guy who's going to have enough courage to tell Russ, you're either with us or against us, we're going to do this together, or we're going to have to find a way to do this without you.
1: It's natural to compare uh, the situation with Peyton and the situation with Russ, but... We got to stop. Russ is so much worse than Peyton Manning, even at Peyton Manning's worst. Russ stinks. He's bad. I think there was, you said it at the beginning of this podcast, there is so much more to what Pete Carroll did for Russ than Russ will admit, or than any of us, I think, realized when he arrived. And Russell Wilson has shown to be a mediocre quarterback. He's average. And now, he, now as he's getting older, he's just he's washed. I said it earlier this week. I'll keep saying it. I mean, I, I was joking with Anilo yesterday. Who's more washed, Chris Bryant or Russell Wilson? <laughs> they both stink. Who knows the answer? You can make an argument for either way. I'm sticking with Russ because I think the only reason Chris Bryant hasn't done anything here is because he's been hurt. Okay. But I also think he's washed. They're both washed. They both stink. That's The problem here uh, in Denver is you try to go out and make a splash. You try to bring in the free agent quarterback. You try to replicate that Peyton Manning situation, which was once in a lifetime kind of a stars align type of thing. And you think you're getting a great person and a great quarterback who has done it before, and he's just not that. He's an average quarterback.
0: I think he was. Coaching is once. only going to make him so much better. I think he once was a great quarterback, and Russell Wilson probably one day goes into the Hall of Fame.
1: He's a good. He was a good quarterback,
0: but I, I don't really have a but. Like, but because he
1: had such a great defense, he had a great coach, uh, and he, he was go, in he Seattle. Go to two
0: Super Bowls. You throw three hundred touchdowns. You get to fifty thousand passing yards. Those numbers are kind of like what it was back in the day for Wh- a baseball player. Who has player the record
1: you- for the most? Passing touchdowns? Uh, Brees, Tom Brady?
0: Tom Brady. Got Probably. Got 500, I think. Right?
1: Yeah. I think it's more. Is it? Okay. Three is nothing.
0: Three, well, three, 300 touchdowns John and has 300, touchdowns. I know, but that, those numbers. And that was a, a different. Here's the comp and the equivalent. The comp is those numbers, 300 and the 50,000 passing. It's like the, the equivalent to 500 home runs. Maybe not quite 3,000 hits. When a baseball player reaches those marks, you're kind of just like, well, he's a Hall of Famer. Those are Hall of Fame kind of numbers. But to give you what you said, 400 hundred's the new 300, right? And, you know, 600 home runs is kind of the equivalent to what 500 home, run- home runs were, you know, years ago. So, um, you know, to talk about Russ's legacy, all that kind of stuff, is interesting. Yeah, it's Tom just, Brady has not...
1: 638.
0: Holy cow. Um Man, I don't want to say for sure and act like I know for sure that Russ is washed because we will get to see Russ led by another head coach next year. And then at that point, we'll reevaluate.
1: It's a little bit of what I'm doing with CU right now where I said, I'll believe Coach Prime is going to be the next coach of the Buffaloes when I see him wearing the Buffaloes hat. And – I'll believe Russ is going to be is anything more than washed and average when he shows me. And right now, he's not even average. He's terrible. And I get yeah. it. The O-line sucks. You mentioned how we overvalued some of the offensive weapons. All we of the, overvalued the, the run levels, game. Everything. Obviously, Javante getting hurt is bad. And the coaching staff has not been what we thought they would be. But if you're a good quarterback, you make up for some of that. By being a good player, he's not a good player this year. I don't expect him to be a good player next year. What if the and they made a scheme, huge mistake?
0: What if the scheme is just such a bad fit for Russ? Is there any chance that that's the case? It's just like this is the worst possible scheme that you could be running, uh, you know, with Russ.
1: Yeah, there's a chance. But how many, times like times I the said, if you're has, a good quarterback. Russ, you can fit leg that out. scheme.
0: Um, not necessarily. Not necessarily. And I don't have a bunch of examples to follow it up with other than Gary Kubiak tried to make Peyton go
1: from under center. just kind of didn't work. Well, wasn't the whole thing with Hackett? We're going to tailor this offense to Russ? Yeah. If they've been trying to do that. Well, to your point,
0: they are. And this is what Russ wants. And this is what Russ thinks he can do. Yeah. Well, he
1: obviously can't do
0: it because he stinks. I just can't think of any like He's got more bathrooms Russ in his house be, than touchdowns. Rush should be like embarrassing. Um, a better version of Jake Plummer. Rolling out easy little dinks and dunks. He doesn't want to do that. Setting he wants to be a pocket up for, passer you know, to really, you know, drop back and throw the deep ball when it makes sense and it's all based off of play action and guys bite in and all this successful running of the ball and, you know, second and four, third and threes. Not third and tens, not second and, you know, 12. Um, I think that to be the worst offense in the NFL, statistically, like the bottom. Yeah. It has to be a combination of things. No talent. Your quarterbacks played like complete shit. Your coaches don't know what the fuck they're doing. And um, the play calling itself is 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 disastrous when you have a run a successful player or two, you create a first down. you don't know what to do. Hackett said that i've I'm too emotional about that next play. I'm getting myself too emotional that he can can't even barely call the game, okay That's everything that's wrong. those are all dude those are all the things that could possibly be wrong with an offense. so let's say. The talent was a little bit better. The coach was calling plays that fit your quarterback. And the scheme made a little bit more sense. Would Russ be having more success?
1: Yeah, they might be 500. Okay. Maybe. Okay.
0: I can live with that. That's I hope for me.
1: I don't mean. That's hope for me. because I'm not optimistic about it, but maybe they could be 500. Okay, I'm not going to I still think he would look bad. I'm not gonna try to talk you
0: into anything other than you said 500. Then, okay, if you're that 500 team, you have a great head coach. He's really man. He's he's got it put together. He has you believe in. He's it's not all on Russ. He's the complement to a big picture kind of successful run game. It's built on the run game and some play action. You got some deception. You got and then um, you have you hit in the draft and you have success in free agency, and all of a sudden you're kind of really talented. You know, are a lot more talented. But it's the same Russ. Could we win 10 or 11 games with that? Is he still capable of that?
1: Well, I think, you, I mean, you mentioned the draft, which I think George Payton has shown he's he does pretty well in. Hey, no defensive touchdowns this year or special teams. but um, Say you
0: have a couple of those two yeah, next season. But, I three mean, games.
1: we thought that maybe people would want to come play here with Russ. I don't think there's a single free agent in the league next year that's going to want to come to Denver.
0: You saw the Sua Cravens tweet? Yeah. (laughs) You're funny. I'll read it. It's not the Buff Splits podcast. It's the Broncos Splits podcast. But um, you're a real buff yourself. That program matters to you. And I'm from here, man. When I was a kid, CU was winning and competing for national championships. Yep. And I remember that feeling of what it was like. And I call the buffs in their heyday in their prime the closest thing to um high level broncos championship football because this is a football town that was the vibe back in the day around cu football you know b- more potent and powerful and it didn't matter more than the nuggets the avs didn't really exist back then and, and definitely you know any moment of the history of the rockies so um, Sue Craven says, my sources are saying that not only is Coach Prime to Colorado at Dundeele, but Primetime plans on bringing a new defensive cornered from Alabama staff. Expect an announcement from either Colorado or Primetime this weekend or early next week. Uh Sue Craven's from USC. He went to USC, right? Yep. And I think he really does something for Pac-12 Network or maybe for USC's broadcasting squad. So... um I'd say he probably knows something and talks to people. Sure. I'd say he probably knows what he's talking about. Tell me, Danny Bailey, in your heart of hearts, and I know you're slow playing this, and you're not going to let yourself be hurt again by love.
1: Buffs can't hurt me anymore. Oof. Broncos can't hurt me anymore either. My God. Don't care.
0: I'm going to hug you after this podcast. No. Tight. For like 30 seconds. It's okay. I was reading a thing that if you hug a person for like 20 seconds, something about the body, it like it gets really young. uncomfortable. Oh. No, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hear you have to call um, human services. No, hmm. um, HR. Yeah. Um, is primetime the next coach of the buffs?
1: I'll believe it when I see it. Damn. Can't you just say yes? Nope. Yeah, actually, we had Chase Howell on yesterday. What did he uh, say? On afternoon drive. He he's pretty confident that it's about to happen. Uh, they were talking on the CU. We talked about how bad CU messed up that basketball game last night, missing free throws. They were talking on the broadcast like he was already the coach. People a, think it's people think it's pretty close to happening. Uh, if Sua is saying it's close, if Chase, who I trust, what about Adam, has Adam connections, is Munster saying it's Tiger. close. If Munster Tiger thinks it's going to happen, um, as Dion would say, I believe. Damn.
0: Um, predict Broncos Ravens for me. We'll wrap this podcast up.
1: Uh, yeah. So I saw the line at nine and a half. I seems saw it eight like and a half this morning. Seems like a case. lot. Uh, yeah. Ravens are going to blow them out. I probably, think probably like off. 30 to three. I think 27. Broncos are trash.
0: 27, 10, 27, 13. Sucks. I think it feels the final score will, uh, look a lot like. What happened last week with Carolina? But the feel of the game, I think the Broncos are get their asses waxed in the yeah. first half, manhandled. The second half, cruise control, find three points, then maybe another three points in the, in the fourth quarter.
1: And you know, um, yeah, I think this, along the way to 13. I think this defense is worn out, and Lamar Lamar might just be able to do whatever he wants. He could have he could have a Jalen Hurts uh, type of game. He could have a Mike Vick type of game. I, I would just say, like, the, run all over him, throw all over him, do whatever he wants. The what's left to play for
0: stuff is um, is powerful to me. Because you have a group of men who are on a mission. and You got a bunch of guys who are broken, battered, don't believe in the, um, in the pitch anymore, don't believe in the product anymore, aren't buying it anymore. It could unravel quickly. I think the Broncos is the first time this season where they really, really are embarrassed. Last week was an embarrassment. The whole season's been an embarrassment. But I mean their ass is freaking. But they were at handled. least there
1: were close games. Like yeah. losing to the Panthers like that when Sam Darnold hasn't played all year. That's very embarrassing. That was the lowest
0: point of the season. Yeah. As
1: of Well you
0: know, this point. Guess what, season.
1: Danny? What? It's about to get lower. Please stop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, okay. That's that's a podcast for today. Uh, we'll be back next week. We'll see what happens over the football weekend here. Um, you know, it's about kind of remaining healthy, finding some bright spots for 2023. Um, really, honestly, that's like kind of what, it's it, that, that, that's what it is. And what's kind of scary is, like we said, like the Quinn Miners. I said, like, what? give me one guy in this offensive line that's worth the damn or has any future with the team. You said Quinn Miners? Yep. You're right. But what's you know, kind of sad is on, like, a real offensive line, a good one, Quinn Miners might be a backup and just a dude. Yeah. And if he's one of your you know, guys you're hanging your hat on here, it shows you this team is not talented, far away, has big problems, and, you know, et cetera. Good stuff today. Thank you. You too. Appreciate it. <laughs> it was a long week around here. Yeah. It was a long week. I'm sore from dad ball last My feet hurt. You came and ran, but then you skied the other day too.
1: Didn't right, or just snowboard? Yeah, it was a little too much. You shred? I skied. Yeah, it was. It was a lot. Was it? Yeah. It's <laughs> when you take a little bit of time
0: off. And you don't do something like that in a while. You realize, like, man, frick, it's like my old body can't do the same things we once did. Yeah, the bounce back's harder. Okay, um, I'll just sign off by saying um, I, t- I want it for CU really bad. I want Deion Sanders yeah. here, bad. Let's it would buffs. be so magical. It'd be so special. It'd be so powerful for the program. You could not. There'd be not a a a, a, do, a denomination of value financially that this guy would be worth. It'd be. He'd be worth hundreds of millions of dollars to the program. Really, honestly. Yeah. You know when you're you know, on leading lead get out and you're um you know Stephen A. Show all that kind of stuff and you're talking about bu- the Buffs get that CU logo, you know in the corner of the screen. It's very very powerful kind of stuff so good job appreciate you have a good weekend
1: thank you you too thanks, good luck buddy. to jj and his uh games tonight
0: thanks man appreciate it we got two little games here it's got to get these little fourth graders in the right frame of mind and if not i gotta yell at them until their parents tell me to stop <laughs> yelling or something like that. that's kind of what happens so um yeah um, that's it uh go broncos go buffs go coach prime we appreciate you guys and we love you guys good night sheila
1: good night, good night.